106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem, I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. And it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. A fast morning so far already. We did Fix-It Radio. Had a nice hour there with uh, Robin from KNR Home Transitions, which I appreciate her joining us. And today we're moving right into, of course, Drive Radio. Justin and Josh Goff joining us from Ridgeline Automotive, or Ridgeline Auto Brokers, I should say, in Boulder, and Legacy Automotive. So good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Is your mic on? I don't think it is. There we go. Now I can hear you. That's better. I can hear Josh. Yeah, nice day, by the way. Beautiful day. The yeah, flag's not even blowing right now, so no wind. We'll take <laughs> yeah. it. Especially after yesterday. After yesterday, yes, we will take it. So, uh, anyways, anything you guys have for us, give us a call. 303-477-5600. It is April Fool's Day. No, I don't have any a- April Fool's jokes for you guys today. I, uh, Larry already pranked me this morning, so that's probably enough for me today. I, he, he called in sick. <laughs> but, but, then he, but then he showed up like five minutes later, so he really wasn't sick. So he got me, April Fools. Uh, those of you that that uh, do that, um, we, my brother and I, who you know, he's since passed, as you all know. But he and I, we were just holy terrors as kids. I remember one year, we were probably in our teenage years, and we were so mean to my mom. Um, mom, I'm sorry. One year for April Fools, my brother and I, I can't remember what it was like a school day. And we call her on the phone, and we're sort of frantic. Mom, Mom, we just had a really bad accident. Cars totaled. They're gonna haul. You know, we're, they're gonna haul. You know, my brother was named Mark. Oh, Mark to the hospital. You know, blah blah blah. And we had her literally in tears until we finally said, "April Fools." Oh, oh. you poor mom. <laughs> yeah, we were so bad. We were so bad. So bad, Mom. I'm sorry. We were so, we were so bad when we were young. It's just those things should not happen. No, they shouldn't. You should not do those things. So those of you kids that are listening, don't do that to your parents. It's just it's just not right. Not right. All right, question of the day. Today, what is something that you own or have owned you could never really tell anybody about? Okay? Some of you guys out there buy things that you hide from the wife or the better half in the family. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes you hide it from other individuals. Some owners hide things from their employees. I mean, I can go down the list of things like this that happen. So what's something that you own or have owned that you just can't talk about? I knew a guy one time went to a uh, – a, I was on one of the councils. I can't remember what it was for. It was one of the one of the. Uh, – I think I was on Rancho's council back in the day, and we were talking about different new products. We'd meet a couple times a year at different places and so on. And I used to know a guy that owned a, a business down south. Very successful uh, individual, by the way, had a really good business. He had bought about a $400,000 at that time. This is 20-plus years ago, so today's probably an $800,000 motorhome. But back then, it was a pretty expensive motorhome. He would bought this motorhome. He paid to store it someplace other than his shop and or his house because he didn't want his employees knowing he had bought a $400,000 motorhome and even paid someone else to service 
the unit when it needs service because he didn't want any of his people knowing he owned a $400,000 motorhome. That's what got me thinking about this particular topic. So what is something you own or have owned that you could never talk about for whatever reason? If you want to say so, fine. me. Keep in mind, you're anonymous when you call in here. No one knows who you are. Very few people know, you know your, your voice and, and, and what you're doing and so on. But, yeah, is there something that you own uh, and you've you've you know you can't talk about and you don't tell anybody out any, anybody about three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero is our phone number the text line you can text us this as well then we really don't know who you are three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two either one of you I might have to text my wife and see if she's listening <laughs> right I think you do <laughs> yeah. that's a tough question though I'll have to think about that throughout this the show is, and this ladies. This is not just you. I mean, I know ladies will buy, I don't know, different things, clothes, purse, shoes, et cetera, and sometimes not tell their better half. But guys are as guilty of this as the women folk are because sometimes things get bought and hidden, and no one knows that you just bought that brand-new tool that cost, you know, 500 bucks. that's now in the toolbox, and the other half has no idea what you just bought. What's that old saying that, um, I sure hope my wife doesn't sell my gun collection for the price I told her I paid for everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that the old meme, something along those lines? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going with this. So what is something you own you just can't tell I anyone think, uh, about? I think I'm always up, upgrading my drones and telling my wife it's the same one. Right, she never notices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at work, it definitely is all the guns that you know the, the guys uh-huh. buy. We, and we got they, a lot of guns. There you go. You know, there one, you go. One of the employees last week bought a new one, and like, well, I think I need to get a new pair of shoes for my wife. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Make it even. All right, Bill and Centennial, you're next. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, two things. One on my 2022 GMC Acadia. I finally the chips are in for my heated seat. Oh, right. good job. Oh, sweet. So I take it in next week. Nice. But the question I had, I saw in this morning's paper that was kind of uh, Tim Jackson's leaving uh, the Colorado Dealers Association. He's kind of like forced out before the auto show. What's going on? Do you I know have not about? heard any news. I know Tim fairly well. I have not heard anything about that. Oh, wow, because he's been around a long time and had quite a career. and The paper didn't make it sound like it was a very good deal. I don't know. Uh, that's a new one on me. I just I just looked it up, and you are... Correct. It's in it's in most of the business papers and so on. And I honestly, I will have to talk to him directly because I don't know. I can't oh, okay. answer well, that. I, one question about the and the auto show, show is coming uh, up uh, here, as you know, in about a week or so, Bill. Yeah. Are the car most car manufacturers going to be there this year? Do you know or not? Yeah, you know, I got a list the other day. I'm not going to be able to attend. I'm going to be on vacation during that time. So I my my son, you know, Richard, he will attend instead. And. My gut feeling is the Denver Auto Show, unfortunately, is always sort of a flyby for a lot of manufacturers. They will put a few things in as they feel they need to, but we have never been a big auto show, Bill. Oh, wow. Well, unfortunately, I we're just not. Since 2019, and I know they've been canceled. I just, I don't know, it's kind of think it's gone downhill. But. It, has, uh, it has gone downhill, um, in my opinion, dramatically. Now, is that the fault of... You know, the Colorado Auto Dealers Association, Tim Jackson, and so on. I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I think, unfortunately, this is not a big, again, it's not a big stop for the car manufacturers in in general. You know, Detroit, L.A., Chicago, even Miami. I mean, some of those, New York, of course, those are the big auto shows throughout the year. 
we we just and we and not saying we shouldn't be Bill, given where we're at logistically wise. I think we actually should be bigger, but we are we are not. Okay. One last question, if I may ask. Uh, what's the latest with Roley Purifoy since he sold his dealership? What's I've not he- talked to Roley. I, I honestly, I don't know, Bill. I've not heard from him since he sold it all, so I do not know. Oh, okay. okay. And, and some of the folks that I know uh, that know him, I haven't heard anything from them either. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's sort all of right. like, almost like he took a little hiatus, which probably isn't a bad thing. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Good show, guys. Thank you very much, Bill. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I will have to do do some follow-up on Tim because I I didn't know until it looks like that just happened about 24 hours ago or so. So that's very, very uh, breaking news, if you would. Russ and Cheyenne, you're next. How you doing? Good. I I figure I better uh, jump on the husband confessions. Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) Um, So I used to a lot. You know, kind of the rule in the house was house money's house money, garage money's garage money. Okay. And so the way I would get garage money is I would buy cars that were broke and I'd fix them. Okay. And so um, I got on a streak once where I got had uh, 13 cars that my wife didn't know about. And uh, I had stashed them in everybody, you know, my buddies' places. And uh, my, my actually my daughter was the one that wound up outing me on it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, no! Um, so that, that kind of uh, she was just like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, why do you need that many cars?" Well, I mean, it. The nice thing is, it pays for other things, you know. Right. Right. Um, right. As your own little nice stash. We, use, we, you know, we, we guys call that our stash. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing is, it's it's money that I didn't know about. So when bad things would happen, all of a sudden you had some more money. Yep. You know, and and it just. I don't know. Yeah, so I always, um, I'd always kind of just kept those under wraps, but now I'm uh, forced to disclose how many I have at one time. So, well, so how's that gone since you've done that? Well, I, I haven't done it in a few years. Um, usually, what I used to do is I kind of get them fixed and and then wait for income tax time because um, that's generally when the people that wanted those cars were looking for them. Mm. Um, you know, I, and I wasn't one of those guys who would just, you know, do enough to get it running. I would, I would put enough in them to where sure. they were good, reliable sure. cars, you know, and that's how I wound up getting every one of my kids' cars. Not, the same deal. Not a bad way of doing it. If you've got the talent to do so, nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I, I wind up like both my kids, my girls were in probably eight or $10,000 cars at the time back nice. then. Nice. I was probably 2,500 bucks into Nothing wrong with that. Perfect. So, yeah, take that all day long. Yeah. So, and it's been good. I got one that's almost all the way through college with hers. So. No. Yeah. But, hey, nothing wrong with that. I did. You know, I did very much the same thing when my kids were young. So nothing wrong with that at all, Russ. Yeah. I just now I just don't have the time. It's one of those things. It's just. It, it is time consuming, no doubt. <laughs> yes, it is. I had a. I had a lot more time than I do now, and yeah, you'd think that as your kids get older, you'd have more time, but you have less time. Yeah, no, you don't. So, I I can vouch for that one. You, uh, every week there's something going on yep. at school, or time flies too. So, so yeah, but uh, yeah, my my daughter was bragging to one of her friends about how many cars I had, and my wife just happened to hear it. One oh, time. No. oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Spilled the beans. That's good. So, yeah. 
That's it. Russ, thanks. Appreciate you, man. Cole up in Cheyenne as well. Hang tight. We'll come back, give you plenty of time on your call. We've got lines open, 303-477-5600. Again, uh, Justin and Josh both from Boulder with us today, Ridgeline Auto Brokers and Legacy Automotive. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Spring means warmer weather, but it also means it's time to protect our pets from warm weather parasites, including fleas and ticks. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and being informed on what our pets need to stay healthy and happy this time of year, as well as all year long, is just one more reason why 20 years ago, our family chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center to take care of all of our pets' needs. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical staff keeps us up to date on the status of our pets' health during their regular checkups. They also make sure we know how to help our pets stay healthy and remain healthy all throughout the year. With the arrival of spring, we know it's time to protect our dog, Gracie, from the fleas and ticks just waiting outside to hitch a ride on our sweet girl. And since we know that fleas and ticks can cause many problems for pets and for humans, making sure our pets are protected with a safe, effective flea and tick preventative is an important part of their care. Why not have Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center care for your special companion? It's the place where our pets go. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center can be reached at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And you can also visit them online and read their latest blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. P-R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? 
When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Cole up in Cheyenne, you're next. Go ahead, Cole. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Um, Hey, on that, uh, what you shouldn't tell other people that you own. Yes. Back in the day, my uh, dad settled the debt, and he didn't tell my mom, who did the company book, that he settled the debt. And the guy owed him a pretty sizable amount of money, and he traded an H1 Hummer that was a year old for oh. the for, Should have kept for that. The debt. Uh, I think he did, but uh, he had to hide it. He had to hide it forever, you know. And she would always be like. Well, you know, so-and-so owes this money, and, you know, he filed bankruptcy. And my dad never said that he had an H-1 Hummer that he had settled for because, you know, my mom would have rather had the money paid off than, right. than the, the H-1 Hummer. Although so the H-1 has turned out to be better than money in the bank, given the appreciation on those things. Uh, true. That I was a good uh, move on your dad's part, actually. Did mom a, ever find a, out? Uh, she did. Yeah. Well, you know, she, she did. She did when they did. They, you know, end of the year book. Oh, finally, yeah. He's OK. Like, yeah. He, he's like, you know, um, they had to confess. Yeah, huh? Yeah. And, and he would go out to, you know, the building that was kept. He'd drive it around and stuff. And mom never knew, you know, so. Yeah. Well, you know, those things, as you know, they have like tripled in value. So that was better than money in the bank. Uh, yeah, it was. So, yeah, good move on his. Yeah, part. very good move. Um, I have a 2024 runner that intermittently does not start. OK. Um. And it's we lost power, utility power, yesterday. And the common denominator is every time the electric goes out, it seems that this forerunner won't start. Any ideas? It's a fob key, right? Yeah, yeah. It's push, it's push yeah. button. Push button. Yep. Um, and and you don't the lights don't come on. Nothing happens when you press the button. Nothing. It's it, it, it's as dead as like yeah. 
So what I would do is try and hold that fob key right up to the start button. Yep. As you hit the we start did. button. Yeah. And nothing? Yeah. No. And do you have a different fob key at all? Like two different ones? Yeah, that, n- n- nothing. But then the power comes that. back on, and about 10 minutes later, it'll power off and it'll start. Hmm. That is weird. Hmm. I mean, unless you live like under the <laughs> the high tension power lines or something. <laughs> No, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand the correlation other than just coincidence as to the power going out and it not starting. I, I can't think of anything that would correlate. I, I know, John, I wanted to get you for April Fool's. Ah, <laughs> good one. Good one. <laughs> so I hope that didn't start a trend with everybody calling. That's April all right. April, it's April 1st. That's yeah, fine. That'll be fun. It's all and good. I, and I didn't want to take any more than like 30 seconds. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Good one. Yeah, make sure you check right. your blinker fluid today. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, make sure it's full coal. Right. Did you see the video last week where somebody in a Ford pickup was? Uh, they they drilled the the paint right off their bumper, draining the blanket fluid off their rear tail lights. That kind of made the Instagram round. I did <laughs> not see that. No, I'd have to watch that one. That sounds good. Uh, you know, because the condensation was building up in the lights, so he, he drilled it, drilled it, and you know, completely butchered the paint while he was doing oh, it. Oh, so jeez. All right, guys, have a good week. Cool, thanks. Appreciate it. Good one. Yep. Uh, okay, you got us. No you start us. on a forerunner. We should have known. Yeah, exactly. No start forerunner with <laughs> yeah. the power going out. Yeah, well, I should have guessed that one. Like, okay. Well, anyways, 303-477-5600. And, yeah, we, you know what, guys? We love having fun, so not a problem at all. Don't worry about that. Dallas, you're next, sir. Hi. Uh, I have a 2005 Ford Explorer that needs rear brakes. Um, I have a friend who's an excellent mechanic, and... I had a 2010 Ford Flex, and we tried to do the rear brakes on that Flex, and we encountered this problem that when we tried to depress, you know, the cylinder mm-hmm. with a C-clamp, it it needed to be like twisted or something. Like mm-hmm. it yes, was, it does. Yeah, and it, and it the cow the piston moot the piston twists. Yeah, and it defeated us. We threw in the towel because we're just doing this in his garage. It's not a professional shop. Yeah. Um, although he has, you know, all really the tools you need. But we were talking about doing the brakes on my 2005 Ford Explorer rear brakes yesterday, and he said, yeah, remember that problem? So I thought I'd call you and get your opinion. I don't think 05 works the same way. I think that's a regular straight caliper. It, what, what, what happens is some of those have the twisted piston because they've integrated the emergency brake into all of that, and that's where that twisted piston Applies. I don't think that car. I think it's got a separate emergency brake outside of the regular rear brakes themselves. If I'm not mistaken, Dallas on an 05. I know how to look at stuff on YouTube, but I've listened to your show for probably eight years and never called. Well, thank you. I mean, thanks uh, for listening, not for not calling, but thank <laughs> you for listening. The only you should ask some of your callers a question up front and say, "Is this a long story?" Oh well, yeah, we could because sometimes they get long, as you know. Yeah, a little more technical information, because I love the technical information that you guys distribute. It's invaluable, and I appreciate your work. Well, thank you. And, and again, typically, I'm almost, I'm going from memory, but it's been a while since I've worked on an 05 Exploder, Explorer, sorry, we call them Exploders in the industry. Um, uh, it's been a while, since, but I don't think that has a caliper that twists on that Ford. Not on okay, that one. terrific. Okay, terrific. That If we can accomplish that, that... That one should be fairly easy, actually. Thinking. Yeah, and the yep. easiest. Well, I know it is, but ahead, the other, you know, the other one defeated us. We're like, yeah, he's like, you better look into that. So, mission accomplished. Thanks for your help. You're and, very welcome. And the easiest way to tell a lot of times is when you pull. 
the disc off, there's actually a drum brake inside. Right. And if they have the drum brake inside, you don't have to twist the caliper. If you don't have the drum brake inside the disc... They're using that caliper. Yeah, you have to do that. And on an older car, you could go to the parts store and buy this little cube that had all the different pins on it. Not hard. Put a ratchet on. On the new ones, they've gotten... yeah, so hard to push in that you need some special tools. And for they've it. gotten very specific on even the tool you need for each and model, I guess I could say, and, right? Each make. And all the newer ones, if you have electronic parking brakes, you got to have a scan tool for. Oh, so. Good point. Because mm-hmm. you got to reset all you that, You have to right? reset it because it learns. So you have to go in with the scan tool, tell it to back the piston uh, out, the little encoder motor. Yeah. And then when you put the new pads in, you have to tell it to learn. So it goes and finds where those that point is. So It knows the sweet spot. It does, yeah. And if you don't reset this, it's like an alignment, having to have a scan tool to do an alignment now. Right. You're it's not like, going to center the wheel any other way. Exactly. Makes sense. All right, 303-477-5600. What's something that you own or have owned that you could never talk about? And, again, it could be, you know, all sorts of different situations. The last story, by the way, was a good story, and that part wasn't the April Fool's story. Uh, having debt paid off. In your company and then not telling the other half, which is the bookkeeper, that it was paid off and you end up with an H1 out of the deal. Um, yeah, and for those of you that don't know, the H1s, this is, I should do a question of the day because this is something that I still regret. I had many an opportunity because I had, you know, four-wheel drive stores at that time. We worked on some H1s and did different things, and I can't tell you how many opportunities I had to buy an H1 all through those years and just, you know, passed it up for, I don't know, they're just so big. The problem with an H1 is they don't fit in a regular garage. you got to have more of a barn to put them in. They're just so huge, you just can't hardly even put them in a driveway even. They're just, they're just you know, behemoths. And, super wide. Yeah, they're super wide. They're even kind of hard to drive as far as that goes. They're just not super practical. But I, you know, but I did have an opportunity more than once to actually buy one of those because, Back then, some of the people that owned them didn't like all the things that I just said, and they'd want to sell them from time to time. And I had the opportunity to actually buy some of those back in the day, and that is one of those items. I don't normally have regrets. That one is one that I definitely regret, especially looking at today what the prices of them are. And they're not coming down, by the way. They no. just It seems like every year they just keep going up and up and up. I mean, it's like, where's the, you know, where's the limit on those things at this point? I don't know if there is one. Yeah, because they just one. didn't build that many of them. There's not that many around, and there's not that many for sale. Most people that have them have kept them. Yeah, they have. It's what someone it's, thinks it's worth. Yeah. I mean, they and just so you all know, at one time you could buy one of those, and and it was high at that time. You know, don't, you know, again, don't make it sound like it was a, a deal, but at one time you could buy those for forty to sixty k somewhere in that neighborhood way back in the day. Today, that same vehicle is a hundred and sixty or more if you want to buy mm-hmm. one, and that's a good deal if you can even find one at that price. And that's that's you know, uh, and if you've had if you've had one for any length of time at all, you know one of the full bore wagons with the full roof, and it was it was somewhat decked out inside and so on. That's a two hundred k vehicle today, mm-hmm. all day long, and they'll bring that all day long. So yeah, do I have any regrets? That's one. I don't have too many purchase regrets, but that's one of those where should have bought one at one point in time. Uh, I don't have too many sell regrets. You know, re- you know, regretting that I sold something, but that's one I regret never buying. Because you just look at what those things have done price-wise, and knowing what I could have got into one for back in the day. Well, anyways, what do you do? Is what it is. Is what it is. You know, I had other things that you know that were, I guess, at that time, you know, way more important. So, anyways, we'll be right back. Questions for us. Lines are open. Three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. Question of the day: What is something you own or have owned that you cannot or did not talk about? Drive Radio KLZ five sixty.
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service, and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers, so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lenigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. Again, myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline Auto Brokers up in Boulder, and Justin, who's manager of Ridgeline, is with us as well. So really quick, too, if you've got any questions on just car sales, car purchases, what should you look at, so on and so forth, yeah, we've got our experts with us today along those lines as well. And if you need a used car, uh, these guys really specialize in kind of that 10 to – well, even less than that, but ten to twenty-five thousand dollar range of cars is really what you guys probably specialize in. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, affordable cars. Yeah, Hondas, Toyota, Subarus. Affordable cars that have good longevity left in them. So if you're looking for a first-time car for one of your kids, or you've got some, you know, somebody going off to college this next year, maybe as a, you know, if you're looking to do a graduation present, something along those lines. Yeah, these guys can typically find what you need. Now, question. Along those lines, and I talk about this with Josh on almost a weekly basis because I'm always curious as to, you know, what's the car market doing? What are used cars doing? So on and so forth. You hear all sorts of people. This is where I really get to rant and raving during the week on all of the clickbait, I call it, that's out there where these guys want you to watch their video on whatever the next doom and gloom thing is. And I can't tell you how many times in the past, well, since the beginning of 2020, I can't tell you how many videos I've seen where somebody is claiming that the car market in general is going to crash, the used car market especially is going to crash. Every single one of these guys has been 1,000% wrong. It's still not crashing. You guys see the auction prices weekly. I think the only thing that's changed of late is, yes, the financial end of things has changed. What banks are doing and what they're allowing you to finance has changed. But frankly, guys, that hasn't changed the price of the cars a whole lot because the car's still worth what the car's worth. Doesn't matter what the bank says. Right. And Am I right? Yeah. They're going through the roof. Yeah. NADA values actually went up as of today. Um, all those book values went up again. Really? Yep. So, yeah, prices are increasing, and even people with good credit right now, on a used car, you're going to be 9 to 14%. 9 to 14, good credit on a used car. Yep. Okay. So either you're needing to figure out how to do that in another form, doing it on your own, savings. In some cases, you've really got to weigh this out and determine what's your, you know, are you better off to go get an 8% HELOC on your mm-hmm. on your house and then go buy the car with the HELOC? And, again, these are things even Kurt Rogers from Affordable Interest Mortgage can help you with. Uh, there's other ways to even do some of this. Maybe you become your own bank rather than paying that nine to fourteen percent. But bottom line is, and this is this is I think very very key. Just because financial institutions aren't loaning the money on the cars they once were, doesn't mean the value of the car has dropped. It just means you can't finance it for as much. Am I saying that right? Right. Yeah. Well, so in other words, yes. if it's a twenty-five thousand dollar car, the bank will only loan twenty-one. You got to come with with four grand to buy that car, right? Yeah, that's been a big problem. Um, for example, we had a RAV4 that we sold last week. had an eight grand book. Um, we paid ten for it. Uh, after all the repairs we did to it, we had to pay or sell it for fourteen. So people are paying fourteen thousand for an eight thousand dollar car. So they they raised interest rates to try to 
you know, fix this inflation problem, but people are still buying, even though rates are high. So they're, it's not working. And the terms are changing too, The right? terms are changing too. Uh, like special financing for, like a Toyota, we're talking about a Toyota Corolla. You mm-hmm. buy a brand new Toyota control, Corolla, you can get 0.9 or 1.9, but it's not for 72 or 84 months anymore. It's for it's 36. Lot less. Yeah, a lot less. So yeah. your payment's high. Oh, your payment's going to be high on, right. on you know, a cheap right. car. Right. Oh, cheap new car, that is. Right. Again, just because financial institutions won't loan X amount of money on a car doesn't mean the cars have devalued. I think there's a real misconception right now, even in the marketplace and even among some quote-unquote experts, which you have, you have to wonder how, how much of an expert are they when they can't predict things correctly because I, I would not predict that the car market is crashing any time. And here's a reason for this, folks, really quick. The new cars, still not enough of them. And I've been saying this now for a while. One of you asked me a few weeks ago, when do I see cars back on dealers' lots? I'm not sure that I'm not sure that we ever get to the point that we see the cars on the lots that we did, you know, prior to COVID. And I think some of that is actually by design. I think the manufacturers like the fact that that um, uh, cars are bringing sticker price and above. In some cases, dealers are getting above sticker price. I think the dealers like it. I think the manufacturers like it. Now, here's what I think dealers, though, are being a little bit misled, and they're not looking at the big picture. They're being greedy at the moment because they're getting more money for these cars than they ever have. But what they don't understand, the dealers don't understand, is they're, in a way, cutting themselves out. would just as soon not have them there at all mm-hmm. other than to deliver and service the car. Yep. And I think a lot of dealers are being very sort of pie in the sky. They're looking at all the profit they're making on a per-unit deal right now. And, yes, they're making good money on a per-unit deal. But at the end of the day, they're sort of becoming their own worst enemy because if the manufacturer – and believe me when I say this, Mr. Dealer. Trust me when I say this. The manufacturer doesn't care about you. They do not care about you. You may think they care about you and that they care about their dealer network. The only thing they care about for you is that you're there to service and do the warranty work on the car they just sold. Outside of that, they don't care. And I'm sorry to say that, but if you're a dealer, owner, whatever, and you think the manufacturer cares about you, there may be some people in the manufacturing group you know, your district sales guy or whatever the case may be. Yeah, he, he or she probably has a care and concern for you directly. But if you think the actual manufacturer themselves, the CEO of Ford, GM, and so on, Mary Barra, I can go down the list. If you think for one second they care about you, the dealer, think again. Newsflash, they don't care. Yeah, I agree. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't. If they could deliver that car directly to the consumer and bypass you tomorrow, believe me, they would. I think that's what they want to do. I think they do, too. And that's why I don't think inventory levels will ever be back up to where they once were. Now, how does all that play into the used car market? Well, these guys sitting here know this. If there's not enough new cars and people are forced to go buy used cars for whatever reason, price of new cars are too high, there's not enough of them there, they're bringing above sticker, you can't really go make a deal. I mean, all these other factors come into play. What does that do to the used car market? It doesn't crash it, by the way, folks, despite what a lot of pundits will tell you. If anything, well, not if anything, what it does do is prop up the used car prices because you can't go buy a new car. Right. Yeah, part of that problem is if there's no new cars, there's no trade-ins on those new cars. Thank so you, then Justin. There's no used cars out there. Thank either. you. So uh, it's it's price and demand, and, and I just, shouldn't say this, but it, being a dealer, we shouldn't say this, but it is not a good time to buy a car, unfortunately. 
Well, I had I listened to a guy the other day that basically said because he like me thinks this might actually get worse, not better. He said, you know, if you're going to buy one, buy one now, because if things even on the credit side of the fence tighten up more than they are today, you're better off buying now than you are even six months to a year from now. I don't know that I can argue with that, by the way. Even though prices aren't maybe in your favor, when it comes to getting the money side of it handled, you can do that today. Will you be able to in six months? I don't know. This person's, I, this person's, and one of the few guys I've actually listened to where I think he's on the same page that I'm on, he's like, you know, if you can go buy one now and you need one, you better get it done now versus six months from now. Don't know that I can argue with that, guys. And earlier this year, it looked like prices were going to come down for they're like not. a month or two, and then they just went right back up, and now they're even higher than they were last year. They're not. And again, folks, here's the other reason why they're not, and this I, I've said this before, but I want to make sure I'm clear on this. The other reason why we're not going to see new cars on lots anytime soon is there's three to four different buying groups for all new cars. Government buys a ton. Rental car companies buy a ton. Fleets, even like myself, buy a ton of cars throughout the year. And, of course, the general public buy a car. So there's four main buying groups of cars that are out there. The last one being you guys as listeners trying to go buy a new car. Keep in mind, there's three other groups Three other groups, literally, that are maybe not ahead of you, but there's three other groups that are clamoring for new cars. By the way, even more so than you are, because the three other groups have to have cars to operate off of, or they can't. Rental car companies have to have them to rent, or they don't make any money. The government agencies have to have them because they wear cars out like no tomorrow, and police agencies, fire, government agencies. I mean, everybody from you name it, you know, all the way federal down to your local state and county level, they're all buying cars as well, and they have to replace a certain amount of cars every year. And then fleets like myself, we wear cars out as well because we're putting miles on every year. And, I mean, I'm talking fleets, everything from myself, which is a small fleet, to the XL Energies of the world that are buying thousands of units on an annual basis. So you've got all these buying groups vying for the same car, and right now what's happening is the manufacturer, to their credit, And we'll give them some credit where it's due. They're divvying those up as much as they possibly can. So they're filling some retail orders. They're filling government orders as much as they can. They're filling the rental car orders as much as they can. And they're filling the fleet orders. And it's a balancing act on their end. But until they get the backlog of cars built for the first four guys I just mentioned, fleet, rental, government, and and so on, until they get that backlog caught up, there's not going to be any cars on lots. Right. And we're years away from getting that done, by the way. And the other thing I see on a lot is the high-end stuff is sitting a lot because they make the most profit on it. Correct. The lower profit cars aren't on the lot. Because there's no money in there's those no for money them. Yeah. And those are typically going to government fleet and so on. To me, that's why you're not going to see cars on lots anytime soon and why used car prices are going to stay up. Because Justin is correct. If new cars don't sell and there's not any trades, there's no used cars. And keep in mind, there's a certain amount of vehicles every year that we just lose, period. Theft crashes, you name it. There's a certain amount of cars we lose. Somebody doesn't want to fix it anymore because the engine blew. It was just totaled. I mean, I can go down the list. There's an X amount of cars on average every year we lose in every one of those segments, retail included, that mean we need more new cars every year. So those of you that think, oh, we can get by just not building any more new cars. Uh, No, we can't. The transportation in this country would come to a standstill in the not-too-distant future if we stopped building cars, and that happened during World War II, and that's not a pretty sight, and we don't want to go back to that, by the way. So as much as I don't care for the new car manufacturers at times, because I don't like the, the dirty politics they play sometimes, at the end of the day, we still need them. 
bottom line. So hope that was a good explanation on where we're at and why used car prices, I don't see any time soon coming down. And yes, I would say if you're in the market for one, not knowing where the financial end of things is going, if you need a car, I would say buy it sooner than later. That's my advice, just because I don't know where that side of the aisle is going. And by the way, I don't think anybody does. So if you find somebody out there that says they know, uh, they don't. They're guessing because nobody knows on the financial end of things where things are headed. So we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, 
you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines open, by the way. 303-477-5600. Larry was on a long call, so a couple of you had called in, and he didn't get a chance to jump over to you. So give him a call right now. He'll get you screened, and we'll get you on air quickly. 303 303- Four seven seven five six zero zero text line three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two. Question of the day is: What is something that you have owned or do own that you just can't talk about? It could be any number of things, and uh, in some cases you're hiding it from the other half. In some cases you're hiding it maybe from other family members, or you're hiding it from employees or from the boss. Uh, you know, you name it, sometimes things get hidden for all sorts of various reasons, and you kind of have to ask yourself at times, you know, why? Shouldn't it be your right to buy whatever you want and then not worry about it? Um, it's not always that easy. No. It's not always that simple. Does your wife know about your motorcycle, Justin? Yeah, she does. She she told me I had to get rid of the truck, though. <laughs> for, the, for the motorcycle. For the motorcycle, I see. <laughs> I know I, I've owned a motorcycle I don't think my wife knew about. Maybe two. Yeah, you can hide it at work. I do. (laughs) I guess I could probably hide it at work, too. I have none of those. I will be the first to admit, I have none of those. Everything that I have, uh, my better half uh, knows what I own and, uh, you know, different situations as far as that goes. Although I will say there are things that I own or have owned in the past that I didn't make super public just for obvious reasons. I just didn't feel like it was something that needed to be you know, publicized. And in my world, I try to keep, you know, my private life private and what I do here, you know, public. And most of you know my life pretty well. But, you know, there's certain things that I just, you know, keep to myself, which there's nothing wrong with. Ivan is next, though. Go ahead, Ivan. Yeah, um, John, I was wondering, with today's synthetic oils that are required in the cars, um, is there, and I I love the BG products. I've used them for a long time. But I am wondering specifically, like, with the MOA, is that necessary with these synthetic oils today? I think when we talk about direct injection engines especially, yes, because it's adding some protection and some decarbonization, things that, that not, not necessarily were included in that ad pack of the oil that the manufacturer specs. So when it comes to direct injection engines especially, I do feel MOA is just added protection. It's kind of part of the service of direct injection engines that, frankly, we didn't have to do prior. So using MOA at the oil change, of course, 44K at each oil change, and then on top of that, doing the engine performance restoration, the EPR, at the time of the oil change. So that goes in prior to the oil coming out of the engine. That that kind of trifold combination, Ivan, on direct injection engines is a must. Oh, so even the 44K that often, huh? Yes, every oil change on a direct injection engine, for sure, yes. Wow, wow. And for okay. those of you listening, well, direct injection is on most vehicles today and has been for probably the last 10 or so years, Ivan. There's a few trucks and some certain models out there that are not direct injection, but by and large, 80 to 90% of what's probably on the road today 
is in, is direct injection because the fleet is about 13 years of age right now, and we've been running direct injection for a long time now. Some some vehicles, BMW is kind of the the innovator of that, if you would, and they've had it out for 20 years or so. They have, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I think we lost Ivan, but I think I got his question answered as well. Yeah, for those of you listening, the, uh, direct injection engines require different maintenance, and it's something that I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pick on even my own industry for a moment. I will tell you that not all shops, even today, in today's world, yes, we've had in, direct injection engines around for a while, but if you are not with a shop, and of course all of ours are this way, but if you're at a shop, some of you guys are in the outer areas where you don't have the ability to go to one of the shops that are a part of our group here, uh, not all shops and or technicians really understand the proper maintenance when it comes to direct injection engines. And I say that with, you know, with the, with the most sincerity possible because our own industry uh, is, is somewhat, quote-unquote, behind, if you would, when it comes to what the proper maintenance is. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that in, in, in order to try to throw anybody under a bus, Josh or Justin. I just feel like that's the way it is right now. Yeah, and when we get a new technology, this is always a catch-up time. Correct especially for the aftermarket, you know? So that's, I will even that's say, even I think on some of the dealer side, I think there's even some dealer techs because, you know, we've been battling on the BG side, 44K, for example. We've been battling that with the Ford guys on the EcoBoost side where they don't feel like you need to do anything to an EcoBoost, either the EPR or the MOA or the 44K. There's some guys out there on, on YouTube and such that will tell you not to do any of that to an EcoBoost engine, and they're all lying. I'm yeah. sorry, they're wrong. I mean, we've seen it firsthand, you know, an EcoBoost that's maintained and, and gets all the BG products versus one that isn't maintained and doesn't get that. There's a night and day difference. And yet there's Ford techs out there on YouTube that will tell you not to do any of that. Mm-hmm. So it, what that tells me is even they're not caught up on the technology side of the fence like they should, or they just have some bug up their butt about, you know, some products that they're just going to tell Who knows why they're saying that? I have no idea. But I can tell you everything Everything Josh just said spot on because that is one of those products, by the way, the EcoBoost engines on the Ford. Um, I had somebody asking me the other day, you know, here's my choices of vehicles to buy. I can buy X or I can buy an EcoBoost Ford with 140,000 miles on it. My answer back was, unless you know specifically the maintenance on that EcoBoost Ford at 140,000 miles, run. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, those can be a maintenance hog at 140K. The big thing that we're missing on the direct injections is BG also makes a product that needs to be performed by a service facility, but we need to be cleaning the back of those intake valves. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the, even the 44K is not going to do that Correct. because it's coming through the fuel system. Correct. And even the manufacturer's recommended maintenance doesn't say anything about cleaning the back of these intake valves. But they still need done. They do need to be That's done. Right. And probably every 30K, Josh... You're probably yeah, right. At least no, every I agree. 30K, yeah, at so. least, if not sooner. Jeff in Western Montana, squeeze you in here before the top of the hour. Go ahead, sir. Okay, two real quick points. A uh, Denver native, Bob Cote, who started uh, Step Denver. Oh yeah. He had a saying that that you're as sick as your secrets, and so ah. um, I don't want to put I don't want to put a, a damp towel on the whole keeping secrets from people, but it indicates a breakdown in relationships can't talk to people about things in good your point. life. So. Good point. So, And then uh, also, real quick, you were talking about the uh, auto manufacturers not having loyalty to dealers. That was my experience in general, working for big corporations like General Dynamics and Jacobs Engineering. Yep. 
that people in the organization were loyal to me, but the organization itself did not nope. give a rip. That's Basically, right. I was, a, I was a defense contractor, and they sold me to the government for as much as they could, and when I no longer, they could no longer do that, they kicked me to the curb. So, yep. A little bit like prostitution. Agree. Jeff, I, I think you are spot on, and if these dealers think for a second those manufacturers are loyal to them, they need to think again because they're not. Amen. Yep. You you are proving the point, not just in that industry, but that that really does go with all industries, Jeff. You're 100% correct. Yep. Yep. So I hope I wasn't a downer in the program. No, no, you're fine. No, yeah, and I think I think you're you know you're spot on. And again, there's there's always reasons. You know, some folks have secrets, and I don't. I'm not going to disagree with Jeff. And uh, I would, you know, especially husband and wife have enough relationship there to where, you know, yeah, something might slip through the cracks, but it's not necessarily intentional. And you know, there's an old saying, you know, it's the need to know basis. You know, who needs to know? Well, I think when it comes to you know that that end of relationships, yes, people need to know. On the same token, sometimes. Employers don't necessarily need to tell their employees every single little thing they're doing, especially when it comes to their home life. And frankly, I don't know that every single employee needs to tell their employer what they're doing as far as their home life goes as well. I don't think that's one of those situations where it needs to go both directions. And I I don't think there's any secrets there. It's just you don't need to know, and I'm okay with that, by the way. So, anyways, we got another full two hours coming your way. We do have a, a special guest joining here at the uh, joining us, I should say, at the top of the hour. Worldwide Auto, who's been a sponsor of ours now for quite some time, they've got some specials and some things they want to update us on when we come back here at eleven o'clock. So hang tight. We're going to talk to them here in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough. Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.